Welcome to the Rethinking Humanity podcast, where we dive deeper into what makes us human and causes us to thrive. I'm Lacey Delane. Hey, I'm Victor Ho. I'm back. Victor, what? Oh, that's right. Hijacked. I'm hijacking this podcast again. (laughs) He's going to take over, guys. We got to be careful. This is my podcast now. This is the Victor show. (laughs) Rethinking Uh, Victor. That's what it's going to be called. Rethinking Victor. Well, those of you that are into technology, I think you're going to enjoy this episode. Victor, we might be able to call him a tech head. And uh, he's going to talk to us a little bit about the metaverse today for episode 51. Sonia is still um, missing. We miss her. She's an international at this point, but she will be back soon. So um, we have a wonderful uh, person and a wonderful topic because we're going to talk about the metaverse which is something that I don't know a whole lot about, um, but Victor does. And we're going to talk about what does that mean? What's to come with it? What can we think about? And then we're going to talk a little bit about what we think Frome would say about it. Um, so, yeah, that's that's where we're headed today, Victor. That's what's on the agenda. Excellent. Um, before we start, let's make sure that I'm recording this time. Can you <laughs> see on your side that I'm recording? Yes. last time I did not press record and we lost a lot of good content (laughs) yes we did on for a for a bonus episode but we are we are recording we're two minutes in so we're good to go before we get started though i want to give a special thank you to our free and our paid subscribers on substack if you do not know what substack is if you haven't checked out our substack we invite you to do so. You can do so at www.rethinkinghumanity.us. Substack is a online, we like to call it like our online podcast community that you can read blogs, things that we've written, but also you can access all of our um, podcast episodes and bonus content. And it is something that you can subscribe to for free or you can sub- support us um, and give us, you know, sign up for a paid subscription, either monthly or yearly. And so just a new sh- a shout out to our new subscribers, Wendy Crate, Richard Berry, and Vanessa Fora. And also we have a new paid subscriber monthly, Shelly Jordy. So thank you to all of you folks. You are awesome. Yes. Right. So, yeah, we're in good shape. Um, before we get into the whole metaverse thing, um, Victor, I know you and I have been talking about my trip to Spain on our yeah. bonus episodes, and I wanted That's to share right. a little bit with some of the folks who are not our paid subscribers, um, just to you know keep them in the loop a little bit. You know, not too much, just a little bit, because there's definitely some juicy, good content. Remember, our bonus episode last week was great, right? I enjoyed it. If I recorded it. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how many times are you going to beat yourself up over this, man? It's all I'm telling you, for a guy who does the background to this, man, it's 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 almost a diss to myself to forget well, to press record. That's Yeah, I get that. I feel you. For those of you who don't know, uh, Victor is one of the folks who are, well, he is the folk the folk <laughs> who was instrumental in rethinking humanity even beginning. Um, and he's, he does our, uh, all of our audio, all of our technical production. 
Um, and he has been such a vital part of the podcast. So, um, yeah, he's here. He's always here. You just don't ever really see or hear him. He's been on some episodes. Um, but, yeah, but he's he tricked me into doing this. Yes, I totally tricked you pretty good. <laughs> so, yeah. By the way, those episodes are still there, I believe. They are. It's, it's called Really For Real Again, which is a made-up podcast that I purposely tricked Lacey into doing in the hopes that she would have her own podcast. And look at here. Rethinking Humanity was born from it. He he manipulated me real good, let me tell yeah. you. But, but hey, even though I tricked you, these were, I think we did six episodes and they were real episodes. Like I, I tricked her so good that it, it's professionally done. Mm-hmm. Um, with real interviews with real people. So a lot of interesting people um, during the Yang Gang days. Um, so yeah, I, I think it, it's still around in, in Apple iTunes, if you guys want to look it up. Um, if not, just message us in the Substack message board and, and we'll direct you to it. Yeah. But uh, some good early Lacey Delane, Victor Ho stuff. <laughs> yeah. Early, early. So. And- and are you still, other than Rethinking Humanity, are you dabbling in any um, production of podcasts or thinking of doing any more? I am working on a podcast. It's going to be a fictionalized podcast mm. that I'm doing with my daughter. Cool. Um, Lacey, you probably know this, but I know our listeners aren't, don't know this, but my daughter is pursuing acting, an acting career. So we've been talking back and forth how we can best utilize her skills because, you know, we live in an internet age where you can literally make a movie on your phone. So we're talking about how we can utilize her skills through phone, iPhone, whether it's TikTok, YouTube, or even doing fictional work like voiceovers. You know, voiceover Mm -hmm. is a big acting gig. You know, you don't have to show your face. You just need your voice. So I pitched my daughter an idea as a, hey, why don't you do a podcast with some of your acting friends and we'll put together a fictionalized kind of like a sitcom type of thing. But nice. it's, it's just going to be a podcast and, and let's see where it goes. And she was really into it. So, um, yeah, so we're, right now we're working on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have another podcast that I had wanted to do, which is more related to crypto. Okay. Um, but I found out later that I, I really couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm no. sorry, I can't talk about why. Mm-hmm. So, but just know mm-hmm. that um, that wasn't a plan and it was going to be a, it was going to be a side thing um, yeah. that I really wanted to do. I'm Substack. Um, oh, wow. be, yeah, I was going to test Substack before Rethinking Humanity got here. Uh, just so I can share information with you guys, uh, but that didn't work out. Um, yeah, didn't you? Didn't you say something about a avocado toast uh, podcast or something, or or blog or something? That was not a podcast. I was that was going to be an Instagram. Okay, okay, okay. So my idea, which is still an idea, I don't know why I haven't done it, but I I have a recipe book of man. I must have had. I think I have more than a hundred plus avocado toast recipes. Wow. So I was going to post a avocado toast picture, a different one every day or every two days on Instagram. 
and and I think I was going to talk about it. Um, what my inspiration is for that avocado toast of the day or something. Yeah. Avocado but, toast of the day. I love yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> but I have more. I have more. I I keep writing new ideas. Mm-hmm. But I have about a hundred different avocado toast recipes. That's amazing. Yeah, I well, love avocado toast. It's yeah, it's, it's it's so easy and it fills me up, man. I I just have one toast. Mm-hmm. Tell me about two, um, mm-hmm. but I just need one and I'm filled up. That's my lunch. Yeah, that's um, healthy too, and you can put very healthy. Yeah, it's very good for you. Yeah, um, and just so man, there's so many combinations you can i mean i have a hundred there's so many combinations you can do to it and a, a lot of weird ones too but um yeah yeah so that is upcoming if it does happen we think humanity will be the first to know about it yeah i'm sure i'm sure about that well victor and i for context brief i want to share we met uh doing some activism and volunteering um in 2019 and um victor was just great i was um, we worked together on these, you know, this activism and it was great. And then after that whole thing ended, he said to me, Lacey, you got to do something because you have a voice and, you know, I want you to use it. I want you to keep using it. And I was like, okay, uh, probably not going to do that. <laughs> Fine. And then Victor tricked me onto his podcast and had me, he interviewed me first, then he had me as a co-host. And then he was, I was like, this is fun. This is cool. You know? And then he was like, yep, I got her. And so then he said, if you start a podcast, I'll do your technical stuff. And I was like, how can I turn that down? (laughs) Well, it's, it's one thing to like, I could ease, I could have just easily told you, Hey, I think you should do a podcast. And you would have said, Oh, interesting. But Mm -hmm. would you have done it? Oh, no, I, no. It's like me saying, hey, Lacey, I, I think you're going to be great in basketball. I think you should go play a pickup game. Are you really going to do it? No, I had to trick you into going to a basketball court and having someone pick you. Yeah. And then, hey, you know, take out the ball. <laughs> so that's basically what I did. I said, you know what? The only way I can get you to do this is if I actually put you in it, meaning I got to put you as a guest, meaning okay. I have to make a fake podcast and have you as my first guest. <laughs> fake is the strong word because i it- knew if i could catch you that way you'd be interested even if you never was interested at least i tried right sure and then maybe sure. i would have done something you mm-hmm. know maybe it would have it would maybe it would have been rethinking victor podcast <laughs> well the funny part is is that you if i'm wrong let me know but i'm pretty sure you wanted to learn podcasting because i did i, I wanted to learn the I didn't want to be the the host of a podcast. I wanted to learn how to make one. And and because my plan is I want to produce more. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be like a producer of podcasts and and create other, like I'm doing one with my daughter now. Right. You know, so, um, and I may do more, um, who knows, but podcasting is like a new way of, of creating content for free. Yeah, you know, a lot of people talk about, oh, I want to create, but I don't know what to do. Too much money. Mm-hmm. Our first, co- I told you guys, really for real, again, our first podcast, the fake podcast that Lacey Delane was the first guest on my podcast, <laughs> my fake podcast, that was done <laughs> on my iPhone in my closet. 
because it was the most quiet place in the house. (laughs) That's it. And if you guys listen to the audio, the audio is almost crystal clear, perfect. I didn't have a microphone. Yeah. I didn't have StreamYard that I'm using to produce this podcast. It Mm -hmm. was just my iPhone. Yep. uh, Via Anchor. At the time, we used Anchor. Right. um, Because Anchor is free. Yep. And all the rest of our podcast until we moved to Substack, it was all free. Yeah. Through, through um, even StreamYard is free. Even Either, Yes, StreamYard is free, but it's limited. So, mm-hmm. so we actually um, pay because we get more, more stuff, more buttons, pretty buttons, you know, to make this podcast even better. Right. You know, but even StreamYard to start off is free. Yep. Everybody has an iPhone. So you can do your podcast right now as I'm talking right now. You can mm-hmm. do a podcast for free on Anchor. Yep. And I'm telling you guys, once you start and you have a good idea, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can talk about anything. You know, a lot of people says, I don't know what to talk about. People are not going to be interested in my idea. I don't care whether your idea is about movies or, or basket weaving. <laughs> somewhere in the world someone is going to be interested in basket weaving mm-hmm. okay you mm-hmm. only need to attract a hundred people that's all mm. and, and, don't be and, giving away all our secrets victor come on now yeah, and, <laughs> i'm just saying um yeah i i knew because of yang gang our experiences being together and yang gang you were a leader mm-hmm. you had a voice you had a very strong voice and the great thing about Andrew Yang is he spawned a lot of creative people out of the campaign when he dropped That's out. That's true. That's true. When he dropped out, yeah, we were sad, but mm-hmm. he spawned a lot of leaders from that campaign that yeah. ended up going their separate ways, but still instilling the idea that Yang had, which was to, you know, hey, this is the future. Yeah. You, you know. Don't be afraid to create. Don't be afraid to do something on your own that you're passionate about. Because mm-hmm. now's, now's the time to do it. Yeah. Guess what? It's no coincidence that when Yang dropped out, COVID started. Yeah. And, and, and during those two years, when COVID started till even till now, you had the biggest boost on the, uh, on the biggest creative output yep. from, from the internet, Substack, YouTube, yes. TikTok. Yeah. Mm. You know, so here we are. (laughs) See, I told you, you guys, he knows about technology. I don't. But no, I was going to say, though, I think it's funny because I'm pretty sure you wanted to learn podcasting. And so that was you had a vested interest and you were looking for somebody to help you. And it just worked out perfectly. It just was such a good. And here we are two years later and we're still going. So that's pretty freaking cool, man. In other words, I totally used you and Sonia. Yes, you did. You totally did. (laughs) Which I'm. I tricked you guys and I used you. (laughs) See, actually, Victor's maybe not that great of a guy after all. (laughs) Don't trust trust a nice guy with a. I I have a hidden intent. (laughs) Well, I want to give a quick update on where we are with Spain and then let's get into this metaverse thing. Cool. Um, So this week was a big week for us. Um, we were waiting on some paperwork to come back from the department of state to get our, to be apostiled. Just basically it had to be approved by the, you know, 
it's like a it's like a notary basically for this country of Spain. Our paperwork, our background checks. So anyway, we were waiting on that to come back, and I actually got an email from the consulate on Thursday of last week saying your visas have been approved. And I was like, okay, that's awesome. But you don't have, we don't have our last piece of paperwork yet, you know, like, and so I responded and told them that and they were like, okay, great. Um, we'll let us know when you get that paperwork and we'll schedule you an appointment because Victor, we have to go to Miami, one of your favorite places to pick oh, up our visas. Yeah. That's the whole episode in itself. Me and my, <laughs> my hate on the city for those of you from Miami I don't hate you guys I just hate the city <laughs> if you live in Miami we're still friends but yes. I'm not going to be visiting you <laughs> you can be friends but you have to come back this way to visit Victor yeah you need to come visit me if you want to hang out with me but I am going to Miami yeah so we're going so the way it works with our consulate for for our state for Georgia is it feeds into the Florida or the Miami consulate for Spain. So that's our jurisdiction. So we do do the application based on how they ask us to. So the way it works is we mail we mailed in the applications and then we fly in and pick them up and show them our actual real copies of our passport and some of the documents that we sent copies of. So anyways, um, we finally, I've been in touch with multiple of my representatives and sorry, everybody, but shocker alert there. What they weren't much help, sadly, because I had seen other people in the program who got in touch with their Congress people and then bam, their Congress people called the P Department of Authentication and their apostille came immediately. Didn't happen for me, yo. I'm really disappointed in our, um, you know, and our and in my Congress people, but anyway, I finally called them, and I was on the phone. The reason I hadn't called them to check on the status of the apostiles because everybody that I heard about had been on the phone for hours waiting. You, you called our congressman? I, well, no, I called the Department of State, the Office of Authentication, oh. to check on the apostile to see if it was done because it had been there for like at least five weeks, if not more. And they actually answered the phone after an hour or so. And I was like, this is shocking. I thought I was going to have to wait two hours. And she said, oh yeah, your, your apostille was mailed off on the 31st of August. I'm like, well, yay. I wasn't expecting that. Oh boy. Let me tell you people, moving to another country, it is, whew, it is not simple. I'll just say it that way. And you got to have patience. You got to have serious patience. And I don't, I'm not frustrated. Well, I don't regret it. Let me just say that. I don't have any regrets. I'm happy to be patient and progress, whatever. But wow, I have had so much going on guys. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you, like saying goodbye to the family that I work with, the little girls, telling them, um, helping them find a new nanny, training the new nanny. Um, so Work was has been more than normal. And then um, doing all the paperwork for the visa and booking flights and figuring out how we're going to get there and where we're going to stay and doing all the paperwork for the job and translating it. And I mean, trying to sell stuff. I, 
it's been crazy. It's, I, I, it's been nuts. So anyway, I'm not, I'm so happy and I'm so excited and it's great, but I am also pretty overwhelmed. <laughs> so yeah, if you can tell. Of course. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's, it's a lot. I mean, you're, you're basically uprooting <laughs> your life. Yeah. To, to another part of the world. You know, that's not, uh, this is no vacation. This is actually, you're, you're actually going to be uprooting everything. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're pretty much going to have all your belongings in a tiny storage somewhere, you know, and then flying across the country, hoping mm -hmm. not too much dust is going to settle on your belongings <laughs> over here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe on the bonus episode, um, after this episode, we will talk about how Frome's influence um, is really part of my decision to go to Spain. Oh, wow. From Okay. Good oh, yeah. From Frome's writings are 100% part of the reason why. 100% part need, of the reason. I need to read one of his books. You should uh, recommend me a good, easy book for me, like a starter. Oh. Like oh. If, if, if I know nothing about Eric Frome, what would be a book for me, a starter book? Okay, I got two options for you. Mind you, I'm a type of guy that only reads comic books. So I'm that level of a reader. Victor, Victor, how, you didn't know that Eric Frome wrote a comic book? He wrote a comic book? No. Oh. I'm just kidding. How come you never told me? I'm just kidding. Oh, man. Um, no, 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 no. Uh, amazing so, if you did. That would be amazing. So there's two things I will say. One, uh, I think a good place to start is to have or to be. Okay, um, we talk about that a lot. Yeah. Yep. Or the one that we mentioned previously, I actually think for you, Victor, this one would be a good place to start. Um, it's called The Essential From, and it's, it's quotes. So it's not like a full book. It is a book, right? But it's like collections of writings of his interviews and they're like a you know three or four paragraphs and then it's on the same it's organized by theme so good i actually like that better yeah i think that would be a good starting point for you yeah. and any of you guys listening who are like who is eric from and like what are you talking about like we do have some ver some new subscribers so um yeah that's a good place to start it's called the essential from and it's edited by Rainier Funk, who we've, I've been in touch with to see about having him on the, oh, on wow. the show. Actually. Yeah. That'll mm -hmm. be a good episode. Yeah. Great. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. <laughs> cool. Well, Victor, tell us what the heck we need to know about the, meta what is the metaverse anyway? Metaverse. Okay. We're going to talk about the metaverse now. Yeah. So there are a lot of interpretations of what the metaverse is and this is just my opinion, okay. Victor's opinion from my research, my readings, mm -hmm. because obviously when the Murderverse was first announced by Facebook, now called Meta, right? Um, I've really been paying attention and be and and just really interested in the idea of what's going to happen in the future. Um. Again, goes back to when I first met Lacey with the Yang Gang, with Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang was the first, actually not the first. I've heard a lot of people talk about, especially Elon Musk, guys like Elon Musk talk about the future. Andrew Yang was the first to actually hit me in the face 
about the idea that I really need to pay attention of, of what is going to happen and how it's going to affect my children, meaning my mm. daughter. Yeah. And he, I'm telling you, Andrew Yang scared me and he got me to really pay attention about what's going to happen with automation, what's going to happen with um, even cryptocurrency, the metaverse, everything. Yeah. Um, so since the announcement of what Meta, Facebook, is going to do, I've really been paying attention with every aspect of what Facebook Meta is doing and also everybody else. Because Facebook Meta is just one business, right? There are other people also doing what Facebook Meta is doing, but in, mm. different, in different ways. Um, and you really have to think about it. And again, this is just my opinion, but you really have to look at it in terms of how it's going to affect your daily life, how it's going to change your daily life. For me, it was a, a little bit easier for me to understand only because I have a young daughter that's now living in this world or is going to live in this world and is being taught this world in school. By her the, friends, not by the school. Also that too, because in her class, she just told me today, actually, she's in a tech She's in a new class called a tech class or something, tech club. Huh. All they talk about is the metaverse. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So even schools are beginning to slowly Dang. talk about this. Okay. Um, because I think schools maybe are beginning to realize that this is going to be the future. And these kids, when they grow up, they're probably going to be working in the metaverse. Um, guys, you got to think about this. You can now earn a living. You can now get a degree in college for being a video gamer. What? Yes. You can earn a degree in video games and you can earn a living. I'm sure you know this, Lacey. You mm -hmm. can actually earn a living. A 16-year-old can earn a living almost six digits. He can, he can get a salary like the NBA players of just being a video gamer. That is amazing. Okay. That's the reality that we're living in now where, you know, back in my days, I'm pretty old, dude. Back in You're my not days, that old. You know, I, I, my face, because I'm Asian, I have a young look, but I'm actually pretty old. <laughs> but back when I was a kid, my parents would yell at me for playing video games. Yeah. Okay. Now me, with my daughter, whenever my daughter wants to play video games or she wants video games, what do I say? Mm -hmm. I don't say no. I say, oh, yeah? Okay. You know, how much I, 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 I've given my daughter all these things because I see that this is possibly going to be the future. Yeah. I'm not saying my daughter wants to be a video gamer because I just told you she wants to be an actor. She wants to pursue acting, which is great. Right. right. But there are other aspects in video games. There's writing. There's coding. Hmm. Coding is big business now. A lot of people want to code. That's yeah. like the biggest job, biggest trend in job outlooks is being a coder. Right. It's not just playing video games. I mean, of course, there are people making big money, kids making a lot of money playing Fortnite or Call of Duty. Yeah. But that lifespan is short. You know, by the time they turn 25, their hands are destroyed from playing too much video games. Whoa. You know, that's why they have to go through regiments of, of, of extra finger <laughs> this is funny finger exercise and, and some of them <laughs> even have to go through a psychologist 
because they're shut off from the outside world. Yeah, yeah, that's a red flag in my book. But anyway. Because they're trained to play 24-7, to be the best of the best, okay? Wow. Now, I do consider it sport, but I consider it kind of a, a, um, unfortunately, a darker side of sports. Because at least in basketball, baseball, football, You're in an arena, right? You're in a crowd. You're in a social environment yeah. where you're interacting with other players and fans, you know? Yeah. And you're, and you're, it's a team. You have to, you're connecting and working with other people. Right. But, video but with, games, you don't yeah. have that. Video games, no. you're connected to the tube, to the TV, to the screen. To the screen, exactly. You really don't have the connection of a real person except for the person that's playing against you, but you don't see that person in real life. You see that person building a fort that's about to shoot you in the face. <laughs> okay, so that's the difference. So there's a little bit of the danger, but that's why mm-hmm. when you're a kid, fine, because you can handle it. But when you get older, to when you're mm-hmm. 25, when you're 30, you can't be doing that because your life is just going to... Mm. you know you're gonna live a lonely life <laughs> so, so you're you've said this to sonia and i like in post-production or pre-production multiple times where we, we talk about this and you're like you know the future of the metaverse like you said earlier people are going to be working in the metaverse can yeah. you help us understand what that means pretend i don't know anything about the metaverse spoiler alert i don't know anything about the metaverse <laughs> but so, pretend I don't know anything about like what it is. What is it? And how in the world could someone work in the metaverse and make money? So this is why I gave the example of a video gamer. Yeah. Because no one would have thought that you can you can graduate with degree with a degree in being in video games or earning a living in video games. But that's a thing. We're this is not the 1980s anymore. This is not the 1950s anymore. Mm-hmm. We live in changing times. This is after COVID where you have to really think differently now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Back in my time, back in when I was growing up, it felt like time was slower for me, yeah. for me to enjoy life because I didn't have 150 ch- TV channels. I only had four mm-hmm. back in my days. Um, I didn't have a cell phone. I, my, my phone was connected to a wall in the kitchen with the cord. Yes. Um, I didn't have all these things. So, you know, Stranger Things, if you guys watch the TV show, one of my favorite TV shows, that's how I lived. I lived just like that. However, time these days, it seems to be moving quickly, too quickly. Yes. And for those of us who grew up in the 80s or even the 90s, early 90s, it's all about us just not really catching up, but we really just have to keep pace keep on pace on what's going to happen otherwise we're just going to like andrew yang said automation automation is going to take over yes we're pretty much going to be left in the dust yeah and and if anybody's interested in learning more about what victor's talking about with automation and us being left in the dust and us needing to adjust and learn about all this stuff in order to not be left in the dust and not be able to function in the society, you can read um, Andrew Yang's book, 
the war on normal people. It's incredible. It's eye-opening. It changed my life. It's why I decided to volunteer and lead the Atlanta Yang Gang and then go on staff and work on the on the uh, on the campaign. So uh, yes, like that. This is all happening, and I I totally get why Victor like. And even even Yang says the same thing, like a, having a kid or having a child um, would make you want to be more aware about what's happening in the future. You know, like that bringing you to the place of like, shit, I need to understand this because this is for real. So, you know? so now that brings us to the metaverse. So since COVID, let's look at what's happening now. We are already, a lot of us are already working remotely. A lot of our meetings are already happening via Zoom. It's already happening where we don't even have to be in the office. In fact, my job, my job is remote. We compared, someone had compared uh, the worker output of workers mm -hmm. who worked in the office versus workers who worked remotely doing the same thing. Yeah. And they tested me as one of the test subjects because I work remotely. And it turns out that our output, the people who work remotely, which is me, part of my group, we exceeded the amount of, of productivity by four times than a person working in, in the office. <laughs> Wow. Seriously? And because of that, now everybody in my office works remotely. Dang. We do have we do have an office that we were welcome to come in and work if we want to, but yeah. we don't have to. We have right. a choice. Right. We have a choice. And and plus my office is in is in another state. So it's not like I can fly there, right? But we mm -hmm. have an option to do that. But because of that study, now everybody works remote. Mm -hmm. And we're able to hire globally. Right. We have, so, we, we have some of the best talent globally. I mean, right. one of my best, best coworkers is from Sl Slovenia. Oh, <laughs> that's know? cool. And, I mean, we have, I mean, you know, all of our meetings are Zoom, all of, you know. So that's what's happening. And that's basically where the metaverse is going to take us. Um, the change is not that, oh, I got to buy an Oculus. I got to buy a headset. Yeah, you might, but a lot of that is going to change in the coming years. The Oculus is this big headset, which mm -hmm. I have one, by the way, and it's amazing. It's awesome. Um, but it's a little pricey and it's a little clunky, mm -hmm. but it's going to get smaller. It's probably in the coming years. I mean, I think in five, maybe 10 years, it's going to be the size of my glasses. And if, if you really want to get scared, I think someday, maybe in 20 years, probably my daughter's age, when she's my age, it's going to be like a contact lens or it's going to be embedded in your eyeball. That is scary. Where and you don't have to worry about anything on your face. It's going to be in your eyeball. So, Right. Again, that's my opinion. And maybe, no, I, no. Read too many, maybe I read too many science fiction books, but I, I can see that happening. Yeah, with pharmaceuticals and what's happening with with a lot of the um, um, 
you know, medical field of how it's advanced exponentially because of the metaverse. Yeah. Um, so the metaverse is going to affect everything. It's going to affect doctors, lawyers, Starbucks, people who work at Starbucks. It's going to affect everybody. It's, it sounds like from what you've told me in the past and what you're saying now, it's kind of like a transition from doing life in real life to doing life in a digital world. And what I remember you saying is something along, it's kind of like with NFTs, like with NFTs, you can sell a digital piece of art and then you own it digitally. And then, so it's along the same lines where like the metaverse is this online place where you can go and meet other people and you can buy property and you can, and like all the kids nowadays are like wanting a, what are those things? An avatar. And they're like wanting their avatars to look cool Yep. so that they can be, be like, they don't care about their outfits. They care about their avatars outfits. For older people like me, it's hard to understand that. But for younger people, millennials, it's easier for them to understand. It's all about personality, which is why people want avatars that fit them. Like my avatar right now in Fortnite is Predator. You know, the Predator, the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, because I like that movie. So my avatar is the Predator um, because I'm actually pretty good in Fortnite. for my age um (laughs) but you're right the metaverse here's the thing before it used to be really hard to a couple things it's really hard to find a job right a job that let's say you're my age um you remember time when i lost my job and i had to work at starbucks you remember yes i do yeah because i couldn't find a job it was hard for me with my age. No one was hiring me because I was too overqualified for anything. That's so annoying. Yeah, it is annoying. But yeah, there's nothing you can do. Um, and I had no choice. I had to. I had to take care of my bills and my my daughter. So I, I was a barista for a little bit. It ended up being a great time. Actually, I, I met a lot of cool. Which to this day, I still keep in touch with them um, via social. They media. loved you. They loved you because I was their mentor. They treated me like a father figure, like a mentor, because mm-hmm. I had all this experience, like life experience. They're all high schoolers. So they yeah. really, really want to know dating advice, <laughs> just life advice, what colleges they should go to. It's just, wow, I've never been put in that position. But yeah, yeah. We, we still keep in touch. Hmm. But um, it's hard to look for a job. It's also hard if you want to invest um in real estate or in stocks but the metaverse now you have a chance to do that it's not physical meaning if i want to buy um if i want to buy the statue of liberty i can't just buy that physical statue right right however in the metaverse i can in the metaverse i can i can literally buy an image of the statue of liberty and other people will probably want it and say, hey, how much? Mm-hmm. Or if I say, hey, I don't want to sell the whole statue, but I'll give you a share because I, I still want ownership. Hence, now you created a stock. Right. Okay. 
um, the same people who created, um, you talk about NFTs, the same people who created the Bored Apes Yacht Club, which is probably the most expensive NFT right now to date. Uh-huh. One NFT Bored Ape is probably worth a million dollars, more than a million dollars. Mind you, that's just a GIF. That's just a picture, but it's more than that. It's utility. Mm. But they created a, a land called Other Worlds where you can actually buy a plot of land in the metaverse. And in this land, you can build anything you want on it. You can build a mansion. You can build a resort. You can build your office. You can build an amusement park. Whatever you want to do. Now, if you're a doctor, if you're a lawyer, if you're a teacher, if you're a consultant, any type of consultant, wouldn't it be a need for you to just build a fun little office there? Yeah. And for people to visit you, whether they have an avatar, you know, they look like a stormtrooper or they look like the predator, they visit you and they say, hey, I need advice. Um, you know, are you open for consultation? So now not only do you have, can you make money, you know, having office hours in real life, now you have another side income of making mm. money virtually via right. the metaverse. So it's not like the metaverse is going to take over everything. It's just now you have to adapt whatever your skill is or whatever creative output that you've always wanted to do, whether mm -hmm. it's writing, acting, photography, drawing, art. Gosh, NFTs, man. That's what art is. Right. Whatever your occupation is right now or whatever you wanted to pursue but you never did because you're too scared because you think you're too old, hmm. now's a chance to do it. Yeah. In a way, Lacey, you're kind of doing it right now. You know, you're, you're embarking on an adventure, right? But this yes. adventure could be translated into the metaverse, meaning you could, if people want to visit you, right? If people want to visit see more of you or something but come on i can't go to spain every day to visit you so how am i going to get access to you so you can create something in the metaverse okay now i talked about people buying land you don't really have to buy land you can just say let's say for example i bought land yeah you can say hey victor can i just pay you a dollar a month and just give me a tiny piece of your land so i can just build a a mailbox and then people can write me and send me mail in that virtual mailbox in your land. Of course, I'm going to say yes, because you know what mm -hmm. I'm going to do? I'm going to have a thousand mailboxes on my land and charge people a dollar. That's a thousand dollars a month for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> and people are going to do that. Yes. Because a dollar a month is not yeah. a lot of money. But okay, so what what will be the the motivation to want to have some interaction in the metaverse like to have some presence in the in the metaverse so when you think about the metaverse you have to think about utility what i mean by utility is what what is something you can offer of value so let me give you an example of what big businesses are doing. And I'll give you an example of um, Pepsi. 
actually Coke. Coke is from Georgia. Yeah. Coke has a big presence in the metaverse. Okay, here's why. Uh, I was in the metaverse. I forgot where. Um, it was some land. And, and I was just walking around. By the way, you don't need an Oculus to go to the metaverse. You can actually do it on your laptop. It's just you're not... With the Oculus, you're actually there, right? Because you're seeing it 360 degrees. 30, you're 3D. Actually, 3D, yeah. you're actually there. On a computer, you're just watching it on a screen. Yeah. So the effect is not there. But you also don't get seasick from uh, the motion sickness from what the Oculus will give you if you're not yeah. used to it. However, Coke has a presence in the metaverse where you can go to um, a land and let's say this land, someone built a mall. In okay. this mall, you have all these shops, okay? You have Banana Republic, you have uh, Chick-fil-A, you have all these shops, just like a regular mall. But the utility is, if you visit that shop, it gives you an incentive. So Coke right now, if you see a Coke symbol and you go there and you grab a Coke um, item like it's still it's like a game you grab it okay and now you have this token a to coke token yeah you can use that token to redeem a free coke in, in real life in real life yeah so virtually it's like you collecting to coke tokens it's like a game hmm. okay what if you can collect a hundred coke tokens that's a hundred free cokes that you can get in real life now that's like an example Hmm. Chipotle is doing stuff like that where they're giving out free burritos, real burritos, if you can find these tokens. Um, wow. You know, you remember Pokemon, Pokemon Go? Yeah. The game I was on the phone is all about right. people traveling around. Um, that's like the metaverse, but that's more augmented reality, which means you use, you use reality, what's mm -hmm. real, mm -hmm. but put the metaverse on top of it. Okay. The metaverse is all made up. Everything is fake. So that's right. the difference. Right. So Pokemon Go used a real environment, which is a real mm -hmm. park, your real house, your real room, your real bedroom, and put the metaverse on top of that. Okay. Put a reality on top of that so that you can find Pokemon and, and grab them. Yeah. For, for, for gifts and points. Hmm. Um, so the metaverse is pretty much just going to be all, all virtual. Okay. And you're going to have all these businesses, all these, all these um, um, people that's going to be involved in it, giving away content, giving away utility. A lot of musicians are doing this now, meaning, you know, one of my favorite um, musicians is actually Taylor Swift. But two things. One, her concert is very expensive. Two, I can't always go to any of her concerts because it's rare that she comes to Atlanta to perform. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't always fly to wherever she is. And plus, they're so expensive. So expensive tickets. Plus, I got to sit all the way in the nosebleed seats for the cheapest of seats. And I got to fly. It's just so expensive. And plus, right. I, you know, my daughter wants to come. So that's double expensive. Yeah. However, you can watch Taylor Swift virtually. And it's the same thing. She's actually there, but just mm -hmm. not in real life she's virtual and mm -hmm. she is on stage and you can be anywhere because it's virtual you don't have yeah. to be up in the higher seats 
you can be in a front, you can be on stage if you want to, hmm. because you're not hurting her. <laughs> right. Okay? This is virtual. So you can literally be on stage with Taylor Swift. That's actually there in real life. I mean, that's that's there virtually in real life. You can understand what I'm talking about. Right. Okay. Meaning she can be in Alaska and I'm here in Georgia, different time zone, but we're in the same place virtually. Yeah. It's like me and you right now. We're yeah. not together right now, right? During this podcast. Right. right. No, but, but we we're are. in real time. We're in right. real time. Okay. That's wow. the metaverse. The metaverse, even though it's not, is not face-to-face -face in reality, it's real time. Hmm. So now if you want to meet with people in Paris, if you want to meet people in China, it, it, um, now you can. Now it's very easy and you're able to do it and you can do it anywhere. Um, hmm. So that's what the metaverse is going hmm. to gonna give us. And we only just need to understand it. A lot of people are not going to be, you know, on board with this because, like I said, just like video games, mm -hmm. you're not going to have that social aspects with people anymore. Right, right. People are pretty much going to be in their homes. It's just like the movie Ready Player One. It's going to be just like that, except it's not. It's not going to be apocalyptic like that. <laughs> Ready, ready Player One it sounded like it was going to be the end of the world. It's not going to be the end of the world. Mm -hmm. I actually think it's going to enhance the world. You just mm. need to understand it. And whatever, whatever you are in your life, you just need to adapt to it. That's all. Yeah. It's, it's, well, like, the first, it's like the first time you used a credit card. I don't know mm. anybody. All right. You remember how scared you were when you first entered your digits on your phone? <laughs> you remember? You remember how scared you were? Well, yeah, buying things online for the first time. Yeah, you're like, wait, is somebody going to steal my info? Yeah, yeah. Now you don't care. Now it's like, oh yeah, here you go, here. You yeah. Know. Okay, that's the metaverse. Okay, hmm. it's 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 just a step up from the internet. Okay, hmm. we have the internet. And everybody knew that the internet is going to be replaced. If not replaced, it's going to improve. Because we as, a mm. human, we as humans, we're smarter. And we want things faster. <laughs> There's mm. going to be a time when Amazon, two-day shipping, it's going to be one-day shipping. It's going to be the day of shipping, meaning you're yeah. going to get it within an hour. Yeah. Okay. That's going yeah. to happen. Okay, Amazon is going to, in fact, I bet you Amazon already figured it out. It just hasn't been announced yet. Right, right. I hmm. mean, we're going to live in a world where all of this is going to happen. We're going to get stuff within the hour. We're going to get food delivered by a, a drone. <laughs> all of our meetings are going to be from Zoom, and I'm going to look like a predator, like a, like, or a stormtrooper, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because that's my avatar. Right. Hmm. And, so, and it's going to be in the metaverse. Yeah. I mean, I hearing you talk about it helps to paint a picture too, and not to, I guess, catastroph, catastrophize, catat, catastrophe, like make it out to be this horrible thing. 
you it's know? not as horrible as I think. It's only horrible if you misuse it. Which, so. I, let's be real, it's going to be misused. It and is going to be, of course. I, and and I do think that, I think how we evolved, which of course Richard and, and I talked about on one of our latest episodes, It this isn't really in line with who we are as a species and like how we evolved. All the technology, it's like, yeah. And I think Frome would say that we're running away from who we really are and, and it's an, it's a form of escapism in some situations. Um, but I guess at the same time, I think I can see where it could be the situation where it is, could bring enhancement. It seems so far off to me, but when you say, when you simplify it and say, it's kind of like whenever we started using credit cards like that, that, well, you're right. We're, yeah. we're still pretty early. And yeah. I think in my prediction, we're really going to, we're really not going to see the metaverse like really take shape in maybe 10 years. That's just my guess. Mm. We're going to see little things, right? Happening every year, you know, little things that's going to wow us or scare us. But it's really not going to take shape into like meaning everybody's going to have an oculus right you know, i mean how long did it take people to have netflix a cell phone no like a cell phone like a, right. an, a smartphone let's say it took like, a while right it took, like, took years eight to how, ten years how long did it take everybody to have a facebook account it didn't happen in one day it actually no. took a while right it's word of mouth because what was before facebook myspace so it took a yeah. while for facebook to beat MySpace out of the waters for, for yeah. it to be the number one social media app in the world. Mm -hmm. So it's going to take a while for people to get used to it. Not everybody can afford an Oculus, right? Yeah. So it's going to take a while. But instead of thinking, oh, this is, this is, I'm not on board or this is scary, think about how it's going to uh, help you, how it's going to enhance you, how it's going to assist. And whatever endeavors you are doing right now, whether it's your occupation right now, or mm -hmm. it's a creative, it's something creative that you always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And now you have a chance to do it. I'm, I talked about us doing a podcast. There's no reason why you cannot do a podcast for free right now. Mm -hmm. There's no reason why you can't make a short film from your iPhone right now and post it on YouTube or in TikTok. Okay. Yeah. There's no reason why you can't think about right now how the metaverse is gonna is gonna be to your advantage and hmm. whatever you want to do. What if you don't want to do to be interacting with technology? Like then what? Because but but be ready for it. Well, because I I mean I mean this in all seriousness because. I kind of feel like that's how I am and where me and Mo are at. Like we just, we want to be in nature. We want to be unplugged as much as possible. And Here, yeah. here's the thing. And you're going to laugh about this. I talked about, you remember the time when we were afraid of putting our credit card information on a phone. Mm -hmm. I've only done it once. The, the credit card? 
on the phone really? once. Every wow. other time when I had to do it on the phone, I never did. I always mm -hmm. check if I can do it on the laptop. Huh. And typically, 98% of the time, you can do it on a laptop, not on your wow. phone. Wow. I've only done it once, and it was on the Uber. So right? Uber doesn't have a what? Uh, I don't think Uber has a website where you can do that. So what's the connection? So the connection is you, you don't have to be along with it. I wasn't, I'm still not comfortable ah. entering my credit card on a phone, okay. but I, I know it's an option. I know hmm. if I have to, okay, I'll do it. Sure. Right. If I can't do it on a laptop on my computer, then okay. I really hmm. want your service. Okay. I'll do it. Right. But it's an option and it's there. And I know that it's relatively safe. Right. So right. that's what I mean about the metaverse. Whether you want to be involved in it or not, mm -hmm. it's okay if you don't want to be involved in it. But just know that it's coming and it's going to take over people's lives. That's okay. scary. And I think Frome would say, like, this isn't good for humanity. For right. From a purely humanistic standpoint, it's going to, it seems like it would isolate us. It seems like it would divide us more than it would bring us together. And this is why I had mentioned to you a long time ago when we were first talking about the metaverse is the danger of the metaverse is we're going to be too immersed in it, just like video gamers are too immersed in just being a video gamer and never having a social life, not even, yeah. having, a, not even having a girlfriend or boyfriend. Mm -hmm. That's the danger of the metaverse. Yes, you're right. That's why we have to do both. Okay. That's why with, with, within the metaverse, you also have to offer value of taking the person, making the person as a utility, making the person enjoy the, the adventure of getting out of the metaverse. Coke. I gave you the example of a Coke. Right. They need to, they need to encourage people to get out. How am I going to get my free Coke? I'm not going to get it on the computer. Right. I had to freaking go to Kroger's and get my Coke. <laughs> <laughs> right. I got to go to the yeah. supermarket and get my Coke. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. So hmm. the, if you're going to take part in the metaverse, whether it's a business or, or, or you're a musician, you know, offer you a utility or you actually have to make people explore, go out and remember right. the times when, when, you know, how wonderful it was to be social animals and, and be amongst people. Cause we're not going to be anymore. <laughs> yeah. So that's, you know, so don't, when you, hmm. when you create a project in the metaverse, don't make it so internal to the metaverse. Sure. You can, you can do both. You know, well, this is what I think. Facebook is gonna, you know, make it thing, make life worse for us all over again. <laughs> the metaverse well, that's why I'm, you have other competitors because other yeah. competitors know the danger that facebook might do i'm not saying that facebook's bad um or meta mm. i actually think meta is is going to do good things it's just they can't be the only players in the metaverse there has to be others to balance out um the the, the competition and also the the fun yeah 
It's it's mm. like people people make this joke that Disney is going to own all the movie studios. That's no fun because I don't want to watch just Marvel superhero no. movies. I want to watch some other great movies, good dramatic movies, right? Yeah. I don't just want to watch, you know, tentpole superhero movies. Right. So the joke is Disney is going to take over all the movie studios and all we're going to see are superhero movies. <laughs> right. What's the wow. fun of that? No one's going to go to the movies anymore. Diversity. Everybody needs a diversion. Nobody wants to yeah. do that. Yeah. So there needs to be other companies like Meta, you know, right. going to play in a game and say, hey, we can make this fun. We can make this interesting. Mm. You know, we can make this diverse where yeah. you're going to want to be in the metaverse to experience it. You know, yeah. because you can't experience it in real life because number one, it's too expensive. And number two, you can't be in Italy. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to experience this Italian type cuisine or or hmm. adventure in the metaverse, now you can. You know? Well, it's definitely something that I think we need to know about. We need to be prepared for um, kind of what you were talking about, about what Andrew Yang said years ago in his book and what you're saying now, whether we like it or not, it seems like we're going this direction. The more we can know about it, the more we can prepare and decide how we want to, as individuals, interact with it. So that's kind of been the idea today was to inform all of you guys to about like what this is, because if it wasn't for Victor, I wouldn't have even had the little bit of context that I've had even before this discussion. So um, we wanted you to know what's going on, what's looking like it's going to happen in the future. I don't know how many of you um, are aware of what's happening with Bitcoin and these types of things, but those things are connected to the metaverse in some ways, or some of them are as well. Yeah, so offshoot, I mean, it is connected, but... Yeah, you know, the metaverse is going to be run on tokens and cryptocurrency. Right. It's not going to be not so much dollars and cents. You know, it's going to be like, for example, NFTs. NFTs is bought on Ethereum. It's not bought on on dollar bills. Right. We're However, just you can transfer. Right. Right. If you want to make money, you can transfer your Ethereum to dollar bills. The big idea is we're transitioning we're in a very transitional space right in the next five to ten years of going from uh, going to a, such a digitally based so much of everything when it's finance when it comes to all that you know when it comes to finance when it comes to property when it comes to interactions it's going to be on industry every industry entertainment industry movie industry gosh even education man can you think mm -hmm. about colleges people talk about colleges being so expensive and people are still paying their school bills from years after they graduated i think right. we're going to live in a future where all the schools are now going to be on the metaverse hmm. you know harvard is going to be on the metaverse and you don't have to worry about paying all that tuition you know you can now attend harvard via the metaverse sheesh that's so different anywhere wow. Anywhere mm. you can be in, you can be in, in, um, Spain yeah. and be a Harvard student. You don't have to mm. fly to Harvard and attend. You can now attend in your own bedroom in Spain. Right. 
Right. Yeah. And, and graduate via Zoom. <laughs> it's going, it's all going that direction, guys. And if, if, uh, if we are more, the more we are aware of it, the more prepared we can be and the more um, empowered we can be to make decisions about how we want to participate and how we want to interact. So, yeah. so I man. always tell people when they talk to me about the metaverse, I just tell people as a, Hey, just think about what you are doing right now, whether it's what you're doing as a, uh, as your job or something you always wanted to do and think how the metaverse is going to help you take advantage of that. That's all. Yeah. And even if you can't, it's, that's okay. Cause maybe yeah. you don't know how to use the metaverse to your advantage yet. Mm -hmm. you know, but there are other things that the metaverse is going to provide. Okay. Podcasts are still going to be around in the metaverse. Mm -hmm. Content, TikTok, YouTube, right? All this stuff, Facebook, it's still going to be around in the metaverse, some shape or form. So whatever you do, whether it's art or drawing or painting, writing, dancing, singing, whatever, that's going to be relevant still. You just need to figure it out in the metaverse. How to do it digitally. How to do How it digitally. Do, so as we wrap up, how, where would you say, where would you suggest people go to learn more about the metaverse? Where do they read? Where can they go? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my understanding of the metaverse comes really from, from reading fiction, <laughs> believe it or not. Star Trek was right, okay? Star Trek. A lot of what Star Trek, think about the Star Trek of the 60s. You can literally, ex except for teleporting, actually, maybe Elon Musk figured out how to teleport people. But except for teleporting, where, you know, your body actually disappears and you teleport to another planet, you know, mm -hmm. in Star Trek. You can say that literally every technology that you see in the 1960s original version of the TV show Star Trek, you can now do today. Hmm. Think about it. Everything, the laser gun they have, the door that slides open, the little telecopter that's now our cell phone, everything, mm -hmm. every mm -hmm. technology that you see in a TV show, Star Trek, the 1960 version, not the next generation, the 1960s, the original Star Trek, that technology that you see, except for teleportation, you mm -hmm. can literally do today. Okay. So you're saying you got this from... Just so, from what you're seeing, what you're reading. Well, it's really hard to understand the metaverse by going to Facebook, <laughs> by going to Meta. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can go to YouTube and type metaverse, and you're going to see a lot of great YouTube content about people talking about the metaverse. But it gets kind of monotonous. It gets kind of like, oh, my gosh, there's so much information. I can't take it. The best way to understand something is to fictionalize it tell a story about it, mm -hmm. just like the cavemen. When the cavemen wanted to tell the story about their conquest of, of killing the mammoth for food, how did they tell their conquest? Through cave paintings. Right. Right? It captured their attention. So that's the same thing of understanding what the metaverse is going to be. Even cryptocurrency is, is read a book, a good book fiction that talks about it. And my pick is Ready Player One. Ready okay. Player One, which is also a movie directed by Steven Spielberg. Um, you can watch the movie, but the book's better. Books are always better. 
but the book really paints a picture of of how it's going to be. Got Just, it. But remember, the book is fictionalized, meaning the book is when you read it, is it feels like it's going to be the end of the world. It's very apocalyptic, but it's not. Okay, just think about the the function of how the characters use the metaphors to their advantage in their circumstance, how they use it, um, especially as far as how they treat themselves, their personality. The main character, he's like a type of character, even though he never lived in the 80s, but he loved the 80s. He loved 80s movies, 80s um, nostalgia. So his avatar is this, nothing but 80s references. Wow. Hmm. Right? So when you read the book, you smile because you're like, oh, I remember that. That's, that was in Pizza Hut. You know, you remember the references that he gives because this is a kid who lives in the future that longs to live in a time in the 80s. Again, the metaverse can can bring you back to nostalgic times if you do mm. it right. Right. It doesn't have you don't have to be stuck in the metaverse. The metaverse can teach you to remember good mm. times when when you didn't have social media. You know, yeah. when when you, you mm. can when you met your friends on a bike, you know, outside. Uh, sure. So I think I think that's what the metaverse should be. Mm. Well, Victor, thank you so much for taking some time to talk to us about the metaverse and what this is, what it might be, where we're going, um, and to start thinking about all these things and, you know, thinking about it through the lens of, um, you know, even Frome and what would Frome say and what might he do. And And again, I said this in the beginning, this is just one guy's interpretation one guy's opinion about what the metaverse is going to do. Mm-hmm. From my understanding, from reading Reddit Player One, reading books and YouTube videos and my work, um, my understanding of the metaverse, because I have a daughter and I want her to grow up right. So my job as a father is to usher her into the metaverse, you know, when it happens that she's going to know what to do and she's going to mm-hmm. use it for good. You know, mm. so yeah, I cool. don't see anything bad about the metaverse, at least not right now. Mm-hmm. I see it as something that can enhance in whatever you wanted to do, but never could. Now you can. Yeah. Awesome. Period. Well, wow. Very strong words from Victor at the end. Yay. I'm glad this guy's doing our technical production because <laughs> he likes this stuff. I love it. I'm Victor, recording, right? Yeah, we're yeah, you're recording. Yes, <laughs> well, I'm not going to repeat this again, man. That, that was a yeah, lot. No, no, that was the yes. Well, thank you guys all for being with us um, for this episode of the Rethinking Humanity podcast. We will see you next time. Bye. See ya.